Hello, you're listening to Delta Dispatches. We're discussing Louisiana's coast, its people, wildlife, and jobs, and why restoring it matters. I'm Simone Laws with Restore a Retreat. My co-host and partner in crime, Jacques Hebert, is in the nation's capital doing EDF work, so he won't be with me. But that's okay, because I have two great guests with me today. One, a frequent flyer who always has good information, and another new guest who will be interesting to talk to about her current work. Uh, just a reminder to catch if, if you missed any episodes to catch what you missed, go to MississippiRiverDelta.org um, slash Delta Dispatches to listen to our most recent episodes and to subscribe to our weekly podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. And don't forget, you can sign up to take action or look at events at RestoreTheCoast.org. Frequent flyer guest, Alicia Renfro. Hi. Hi. Um, I feel like I should offer you a check at the end of this segment (laughs) because you literally make monthly appearances with us. But that is because you always have something interesting going on. And I wanted to talk to you about a blog that you wrote that's really, really interesting to me. But also you have a couple other things going on, too. So welcome back to the show. Thank you. By the way, I listen to Delta Dispatches on the Stitcher app. Oh, look at you. Wow. We're get, we're everywhere. We're earworms. <laughs> we're everywhere. Um, avid listener Joni Tuck also listens to us on the way to work. And so she's like, you're in surround sound in my car. And I'm Aww. like, oh, I think she meant that lovingly and not like, <laughs> not like in a creepy kind of way. So, um, so Alicia, you wrote a really great blog recently. And um, so let's talk about what the blog's about and why you wrote it. Yeah, so um, a recent report came out about the Fort St. Philip crevasse area that actually showed um, that it had been gaining land between 2008 and 2017. It had gained more than a thousand acres of land. And so that's significant because tell us where Fort St. Philip is. Yeah, so Fort St. Philip is almost all the way down to the Gulf of Mexico. It's about 20 miles above the head of passes where the toes of the bird foot kind of branch (laughs) off into the Gulf of Mexico. So it's really far down the river. On the west or east? Um, It's on the east bank. Yes. And Mm -hmm. so that's why it's significant, right? And blog worthy, because that's not an area that's supposed to be really gaining land because it's traditionally more kind of off the bird's foot and out in the world. Yeah, there's a lot working against it in that part of the world. Um, there's a high subsidence rate. The land is sinking pretty quickly. You get to deep water really fast, and there's not much marsh surrounding it to kind of stop the flow of sediment and get that to deposit. So having gained that much land is pretty significant. And this is really kind of an example of what the river can do. This was a crevasse that broke through during the 1973 flood. The and natural that was a levee, big one, right? Mm-hmm, yes. Yeah, it was a really big, long flood. The the river kind of broke through the natural levee down there and um, created this kind of series of channels that go into the Fort St. Philip area. And Fort, this, yeah. this was like a supplemental report. So they had studied this area already. Mm-hmm. And, and that's another thing that's interesting to me that these reports do get updated. And this is a good example of that. Right. Because they, they, there was a longer report um, from the Army Corps of Engineers that went from the 1950s up until I think 2008. Um, and so they were like capturing the actual formation of the crevasse and seeing land change over time. And like most of Louisiana, there was a, a there was land loss in that area for the for a good part of the time, but it didn't lose as much land as many parts of our coast and actually towards the end they actually started seeing it gain land. And so this supplemental just carries it forward to show it has continued to gain land over so, time. Yeah, so if it broke out in the 19 in the late 1970s right because of this flood, I mean, that's kind of relatively recent, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, in someone's lifetime yeah. that that area has been building. Yeah, so. definitely. Considering everything working against it in that area, it's it's actually pretty remarkable. So, Alicia, like in that part of the world, is that a is that like a pain in the butt for like sportsmen or do they like really like that? Like what what's the kind of general local sentiment about that area? Um, yeah, it's actually all the sportsmen I know really like that area. And it's really great <laughs> well, for probably fishing, creates, yeah, duck yeah, hunting like is supposedly in, amazing yeah. there. Um, that whole area was helped along by a, a Quipper project, the Coastal ah. Wetlands Planning Protection and Restoration Act, um, which was called the Delta Management at Fort St. Philip that built a series of terraces in an area called Bay Denise, which helped slow the flow of water and got some sediment to deposit. So that helped that land. Yeah, so it like kind of augmented the, yeah, the and natural success. Yeah, and amazing it was duck hunting in that area. Ah, don't be don't be telling everybody secrets out there. Um, so that that's really interesting. So Alicia, I think you hit on this earlier. You, your point about the blog is not just to kind of highlight the success and that that this anytime we see see things like that, this is really about the power of the river mm-hmm. and and what it can do. Yep, definitely. And the idea that the Squipper Project can come along and kind of supplement that as well, too. Yeah. So Yeah, even in an area where things might not naturally develop, there are things we can do to help that along. And this terracing project has actually been remarkable. Every time I do a flyover, you see a change. Yeah. Um, and to the point now where the terraces, which are like little speed bumps that run parallel to each other, have almost all grown together at this point because so much sediment has deposited in Bay Denise. Yeah, that's an interesting, we were talking, an aerial feature, right? that you know when you hit a terrace because yeah. there's sometimes there's chevron looking or sometimes there are lines but that's interesting that it's it's kind of all meshing together it there is. it so. is very successful project so what will your next blog be about Oh, I don't know. <laughs> they always, you always are working on something. I did see that you had over 140 Facebook shares already. Ooh. I mean, that's pretty impressive that to know. Yeah. Oh, sounds good to me, man. No, I don't even get 140 people to like pictures of my kids. So I think that's pretty good. <laughs> so um, we were talking about a little bit, um, you know, the, the land building power of um, of that area and, and rivers and those kinds of things. Do you think about future projects when you look at projects like Fort St. Philip like that? Do you think about how that could be applied maybe on the West Bank or different parts of the that connect to the river? Yeah, I think um, looking at those, they're, they're kind of smaller projects and are a little hard to capture mm-hmm. in some of the processes we have, but I think it's definitely about how you manage things, like outfall management sort of schemes, um, and I think that is a really good thing to think about moving forward. When you have these sediment diversions that come online, how do you make them build land faster? Things like this can actually really help that, and so thinking about how we do that is, is really important. And, and this is also an example of a place that we can go and that we can see. I mean, you and I do a lot of field trips together too. And and that's one of the things is that you have to sometimes take people to these places that are achieving success. So mm-hmm. with that in mind, you just recently went out to Wax Lake and got some media coverage on that. Yeah. So tell us about what you were doing out in Wax Lake. Yeah, so the we went out to the Wax Lake Delta. Um, and the Wax Lake Delta is um, was built off of an outlet, the Wax Lake outlet that was dredged by the Army Corps back in the 1940s. Um, But it is a delta that is completely natural and has been building land. It continues to build land. And it's sort of a living laboratory for what a delta 
how a Delta forms and what a Delta looks like. People not only in Louisiana, but like all over the country and some parts of the world come to Wax Like Delta to understand how do rivers work? Right. How do you build land with the river? And and to think about that they did that in the you know late 40s, right? As, as a flood control feature. Right, it had nothing there, to do with land. There's no structures on it. Nope. There's nothing. It's no. just literally an offshoot of the Atchafalaya River. Mm-hmm. And here's this like, you know, beautiful emerging delta. We talk about weather maps. It's one of the places on the map that you can see growing. Yeah. You did a infamous sediment core. I saw you in all the pictures. Like that's a delicious yeah, claim. We did, we did a sediment core. And so when you do that, what what do you see? We do it when we go to Davis Pond, but what do you see in Wax Lake? What do you what is that sediment core? What does that history look like there? Yeah, so um the Wax Lake, because it continues like, you know, the the delta kind of starts nearest the outlet and continues mm-hmm. to kind of go out into um the Atchafalaya Basin, what you see in the core is you actually see that sandy layer that we ah. see in Davis Pond farther down. Um, and then you see the vegetation really come in and kind of mix in with that sediment as you go up. So you can kind of see, you see the the sediment and then the vegetation I take hold that. and kind of blend together. I it's, love that it's a history, right? Yeah. I love when you sit there and you're like, this is what happened then. You know, well, Alicia, I'm not done with you yet. If you don't mind sticking with us through the break, we'll come back. I want to talk to you about a couple of uh, other different projects that are coming along and a couple of different planning processes that are coming along as well. So uh, if you don't mind sticking with us through the break, you're listening to Delta Dispatches. We're here every Thursday on WGSO 990 and online through our new podcast. We'll be right back. National Wildlife Federation gives voices to the wildlife conservation values that are part of our country's heritage. We are charting a new course for wildlife that our children and grandchildren will thank us for. Visit our website, nwf.org Louisiana to find out more about our work to restore and protect coastal Louisiana for generations to come. National Wildlife Federation, uniting all Americans to ensure wildlife thrive in a rapidly changing world. nwf.org Louisiana Hi, I'm Don Cheadle. Listen up. I want to talk to you about something important, the Environmental Defense Fund. EDF isn't like some of the other environmental groups. EDF works together with those on both sides of the issue. Despite all the fighting in Washington, EDF has found ways for both parties to support real progress that has made our air and water cleaner and the products in our homes safer. So not only can our planet prosper, so can our future. Go to edf.org to see how you can help. At Audubon, we believe that where birds thrive, people prosper. Nowhere is that more evident than in Louisiana. Integrating science, education, and policy, Audubon, Louisiana's mission is to conserve and restore natural ecosystems, focusing on birds, other wildlife, and their habitats for the benefit of humanity and the Earth's biological diversity. Visit la.audubon.org to learn more and support our mission. la.audubon.org. Restore Retreat is a coastal nonprofit organization working in the heart of the Barataria and Terrebonne Basins, from the Mississippi River to the Atchafalaya. We work every day to restore Louisiana's coast community and culture with our mission of implementing long-term and large-scale projects for our irreplaceable region. We'll hope you join us in supporting the solution. Check us out on Twitter, Facebook, and online at www.restoreorretreat.org.
Welcome back to Delta Dispatches. I'm Simone Malaz with Restore or Retreat. I'm flying solo this week, so uh, Jacques Abraham, my partner in crime, will be back soon. I'm going to come back with a coastal stat of the week, and then we're going to talk to Dr. Alicia Renfro with National Wildlife Federation a little bit more about projects that are coming online soon and some that we're even thinking about. So this week's coastal stat of the week is that the Restore Council is releasing their funded priority list, FPL 3 a. They already released it, actually, and it includes a consideration for the river reintroduction into Maurepas Swamp. This is a major opportunity for Louisiana's coast. If approved, the council will allocate $130 million towards the project, and it, the project is expected to restore and nourish about 45,000 acres of the Maurepas Swamp. The comment period will run until January 10th. Check out the blog on the MRD website called What is Needed to Protect and Store and restore one of the Gulf Coast's largest swamps. Did you write that blog, Alicia? I did not. <laughs> you write most I don't of those think, blogs. I don't think so. No, I believe, I believe Theron wrote that one. Ah, good. Theron, who sold us out and went work at the state, yes, frequent yes. guest. We'll have to we'll have to get her to come back. Um, but so what, can you tell us a little bit about the Maripas Swamp? You know about that area pretty well. Yeah. So the Maripas Swamp is that really large um, swamp area that lays between New Orleans and Baton Rouge. Um, and it's a really beautiful area. Unfortunately, uh, right. So, so many cypress yeah, and all that. Cypress, That's what like just like, you know, kind of your classic swamp yeah. that you picture. Unfortunately, there's not much water running through it these days. And because water levels have been rising, you have all those cypress trees standing in like stagnant waters yeah. that aren't getting the kind That's of. That's crazy to think yeah. that it's so close to the river and it's not really getting it a flow. It doesn't get anything. Yeah. 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 And that's the point of this project. Yeah. The Moripa diversion, it's um, a small freshwater kind of diversion. It's 2,000 cubic feet per second, but gets a little bit of that river water flowing through the swamp to get oxygenated water in there, get some nutrients in the system. There might be a little bit of sediment that goes with the river flow, but it's it's going to mostly be about getting fresh water. The swamps can be very... Um, hearty and they can last for a really long time but you got to give them something yeah, to hold on got to give them a little juice and they're right? so important <laughs> unless baton rouge become wants to become well and, the, and that's the point about like the cypress trees and all that kind of stuff right that's yeah. a buffer to them before you get amazing storm surge yeah. protection they're really like what you really want for storm surge protection so this is a clear example of a distinction between needing more fresh water mm-hmm. versus like the mid Barataria, mid Breton diversions that are, are sediment driven, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. With fresh water. Mm-hmm. This is the opposite. This is fresh water with a little bit of sediment in right. it. Right. Yep. Yeah. Good, good, good. Well, that thank you for, for clarifying that. And so one of the things um, that Maripaw has been in the planning process forever, right? Yeah. I mean, and now that we're trying to see some of these um, oil spill money come online, we're starting to see implementation of these projects and restore council is a good example of that $130 million in, in post bill money coming online there. Um, and so that is that we're basically implementing the master plan. Yep. Right. Fair to say. Yeah. So you've been really involved in the work of several different master plans. So what, what are you seeing as we come up to 2023? They're in this project period where they're asking for new ideas. What are some things that somebody like you thinks about 
um, that would suggest that you should suggest to the state that says, hey, why don't you think about this for the next go round? Yeah, I think uh, so. Yeah, the comment or the submittal period for new master plan projects is open now. And I think is till Valentine's Day. Till Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day, Stu. Put your your projects in. Um, Here's my eight page submittal. And so I think one thing to really think about is don't just think about projects that work right on the landscape today, but think about projects that would work um, for the long term and under a bunch of different scenarios. You also want to think about, and I think something that would be really helpful, how different projects work together. So, um, you know, can you think about the Biloxi Marsh area and the New Orleans Land Bridge? Those might be two projects that work really well together that you can suggest to the master plan team that they should model together. You know, looking for project synergies, how they actually work together. Um, And then one thing we've been thinking about a little bit is looking at the marsh creation projects in the 2017 master plan and think, are those in the exact right place? Can you kind of just reconfigure them to work better with the other projects around them? Yeah, because sometimes you don't even need the largest marsh creation project, right? I mean, even if you got more shallow or, you Mm -hmm. know, those kinds of things. So I guess as a refresher, you know, we are in between master plans. We approved the 2017 master plan. It used to be every five years and now we're six years. So the next uh, comprehensive master plan for the state will be in 2023. Um, They did one call for project submittals it seems so early though, Alicia, right? But I mean, <laughs> and then, and we're already in our second, but I mean, that's really how long it takes to yeah. model these things. And, and just like that, yeah. to tweak they have them, to get right? them set up. They have to, yeah. In order to be able to model them, to think about them, to model them. Yeah. It takes, it takes time. And, and to look at what an updated future without action looks like, mm-hmm. it, you basically kind of have to start all over again and um, rebuild your car and to be ready for 2023. And that's, I mean, at the base, that's why we have these frequent updates of their master plan is to take a look. Are we making the right assumptions when it comes to the environmental scenario? Are there new, is there new information we should incorporate? Are there new projects that we should model? Yeah, and like, for example, I mean, we're now going to have a more apostle. Yeah. I mean, you know Yeah, what are projects that have been put on the landscape? Right, so how, now that we're really turning the corner from planning to implementation, I mean, we're really starting to scratch off some of those things on the list, but we still have some really difficult areas to solve for. Yeah. Um, and again, we're, you're still really driven by the power of the river, but how can we kind of augment and do different things mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. kind of supplement that? Yeah. And so, especially because of the time period, right? I mean, 50 years is a long time, so it, it might take a couple of different projects to kind of hold hold the line yeah. in a couple of Yeah, you can think areas. of more of like a basin strategy rather than, you know, just individual projects here and there. How do we actually put it a group of projects right. in the basin right. that actually do the best and for that, the long that is time. one thing that they're working towards, right? Your Barataria basin, I sit on a Terrebonne basin working group, but that is the idea about yeah. like a suite of projects for this one basin. Yeah, because each basin is different and they yeah. have particular needs. Unfortunately, Terrebonne is away from yeah. all the rivers and therefore is <laughs> a very special know, needs written child. a couple of blogs about that. Yes, we're <laughs> not doing okay. We're not doing okay. But to have an, an example like Wax Lake, right? We mm-hmm. talked about that in yeah. the first segment to be like, oh, it's, it's right there, you know? So, um, so we're, uh, Alicia, we're kind of wrapping up our time here too, but one other hat you put on, like how many hats you got in that office, yeah. but like, <laughs> so you also do state of the coast. Yes. 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 And by do, I mean run the show. Well, I'm on, yeah, I'm leading the um, program committee this year, which will decide like yeah, what actually act goes like in. That's nothing. That's <laughs> that was the Alicia. Which will pick like what, 
what is going to be in state of the coast and like where they're going to be. So, so y'all yeah. are also looking for ideas. I want to yeah. touch on that right before we go. Yeah. So y'all have some needs to that y'all are looking at. Yeah. So um, the abstract um, submittal is currently open. So any abstracts you would have to submit, please do. That'll close, I think, January 10th. <laughs> um, looking at the session proposals we have, we do have a few needs still left. Um, we're looking for abstracts that involve things like Hurricane Rita. Hurricane Rita. There's a story to tell there. Yeah. So people need to tell that story. Um, And on on our anniversary coming up too, right? Can't forget that next year's a big year with not just BP, but also Katrina 15 and Rita 15. And Quipra 30. Quipra 30. Restore Retreat is 20. (laughs) Port Fouchon is 60. Everyone is is having their anniversary. It's the time. So we're looking for, yeah, Hurricane Rita, um, kind of lost stuff. Flood 2019. That was a huge story. I've seen some of those pictures too. That's crazy. Yeah. And the Bonnie Carey oh, and what yeah. they're doing out there. Yeah. And so, yeah, Jacques and I were saying that we need to have some of those folks on the show, too, that are doing kind of the work in the Bonnie Carey right now, looking yep. at kind of the postmortem on that. And so I'm assuming all that information can be found on the CRCL website? Yeah, it's uh, stateofthecoast.org. And same thing for your blog on Fort St. Philip. And uh, also on uh, MississippiRiverDelta.org. Yep. Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, so you did not get out of here. You won't get away without a fun question. This is a fun question. So it's a series <laughs> of questions. Oh, no. Um, so, um, Christmas tree or no Christmas tree? Oh, Christmas tree. Real or fake? Real. Um, lights? Yes. White or colored? White. Garland or ribbon? Neither. <gasps> oh, you're just the lights and ornament? <laughs> yeah. Ah. Uh, star angel? Star. Anything fun? Uh, we also decorated our porch. Oh, light, they're yes. white lights, but they do not match, and it drives me crazy. <laughs> okay. You and my husband need to get together because he's like, I, I can't do that. I can't do that. That doesn't balance. What are you doing? What are you doing here? So, yes, I think that's so fascinating about, like, how people grow up and how they handle their trees, yeah. right? You know, um, we were just like a white light family, you know, and then I married this man who's a colored lights, and I'm like, what? It's like you need to kind of go through some of that stuff, you know? So, well, thank you for being on the show with us. Yet again, Alicia, I know you got to run off and do important things. And even in another state, you were going to do that today. So thank you for your tireless work for us. I love working with you and I love having you on the show. Thank you. So we'll be right back after the break. We want to talk about an event this weekend uh, with some of our friends from Lake Pontchartrain Basin Foundation. You're listening to Delta Dispatches. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Delta Dispatches. I'm Simone Laws from Restore or Retreat. We're here every Thursday on WGSO 990 AM and online through our new podcast. Check out and like the Restore the Mississippi River Delta and Roar Facebook pages for more details. I am so excited to welcome to the show a first-time guest, a newbie. Yay! Somebody I've known for a very long time, and I'm happy to have her on the show, especially in this capacity. So, Mary Elise Schlesinger, welcome to the show. Thanks so much, Simone. I really appreciate you having me here. Is it everything you dreamed about and more? Oh, yeah, totally. (laughs) (laughs) So, Mary Elise, I've known you for a very long time, but tell us, tell all of our listeners the thousands and thousands and thousands that are out there. (laughs) Thanks. Don't make me nervous at all. I'm just kidding. Um, (laughs) Tell us a little bit about yourself. You grew up here, right? Yeah, no, I'm born and raised in New Orleans. Um, My background, I've previously done a lot of different campaigns around the state, fundraising for different clients. Um, I worked for Senator uh, Kennedy for a few years, and now I am working for LPBF 
trying to sustain their organization so that they can be able to sustain the coast. So did you and Christy just bond over being country day people? Or how did she- <laughs> <laughs> I love Christy. Actually, we did. It's, it, yeah, did. actually, we totally did. There's not enough of y'all. And so no, when y'all find each other that y'all... <laughs> okay, that's really funny. <laughs> I love Christy. Christy's a frequent guest on the She's show. She's awesome, yeah. And, and so is John. So uh, so let's let's talk about Lake Pontchartrain Basin Foundation. Mm-hmm. You are no stranger to coastal, right? Because you worked for the senator and obviously you grew up in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. But like, tell us about Lake Pontchartrain Basin Foundation. Were you... Did, when you went over there, was there something that you learned that you were surprised about? Or, like, did your opinion of, you know, there's such a New Orleans group, right? Yeah, so. I think what I learned is that they are a lot more than just water quality. Yeah. Like, everyone, the think one of the bigger challenges that they actually have is Save Our Lake, right? Mm-hmm. So Save Our Lake was so successful, and they saved it. <laughs> and now they, you know, they've expanded. I think it kind of shocks people to hear that they've expanded yeah. into the coastal realm that they're not just doing water quality. But even to know how many parishes y'all work in. I mean, 16, even, yeah, yeah, that alone it's, is like. I mean, it was larger than my region with Kennedy. Yeah, know? yeah. that That's interesting. Nine. Yeah, yeah. And you had a really big, we used to talk about it mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah. You used to have a really big, <laughs> yeah. like, kind of crazy region. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I think people, like, kind of just know. Um, and I think that's changing, right? I think you're turning the corner on that a little bit to figure out how Lake Pontchartrain Basin Foundation is a player in all things and mm-hmm. it's anchored by this estuary, right? Yes, by this yeah, we're lake. An estuary. People I think people are pretty shocked to know we're I think twelve feet deep across like average. Yeah. You know, there's obviously But I think people just think like recreational, it's nice, it's something to yeah. cross over, right? But I right. mean this is really the anchor of kind of the New Orleans ecosystem. Yeah, I mean, and the, the North Shore ecosystem. For yeah. That I mean that and how we kind of figure that you're you know you're in our basin is if you drain into to our basin yeah. and to all these little tributaries and I think everybody kind of thinks like oh the lake's safe but it's like all these tributaries are still like the don't funkta, go the, yeah, the, don't and the mama funkta the, yeah. and all that sort of <laughs> right. kind of stuff right exactly <laughs> the Komi, and I think it's even especially for interesting for Baton Rouge because they don't think of themselves yeah. as a coastal right. parish East Baton Rouge parish and the Komi and the Amy both drain into the Pontry I mean they are they are coastal right you know that's yeah. So not, I mean, y'all are a science organization. You're driven by a lot of the science that you do, but yes. y'all do have education and awareness. I mean, we still have to work on that every single day. Of course. Like, I mean, we, we advocate for certain projects that go to the, um, to the coastal master plan, you know, that's impact that impacts our entire region, 16 parishes. We try to overlook that. Um, but yeah, and then we have an education department. Um, that's one of our y'all like have staff people that do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we we try to expand into schools. Like we try to invite them to come to the lighthouse, see what we're about. We have a science lab actually um, in our gift shop. It's kind of a gift shop science lab thing. You know, kids will test the water, kind of like what we do. We're showing them what we do. Right, right, right. And and kind of allowing them to see that. Hey, we do this every day. Here's a scientist. He has a career in right, science. Right. Like this is if a you nice like career this, path. You yeah. can do this. All you the can time. do this too. Exactly. Right. Yes. Or you can buy a gift. Or you can buy a gift. <laughs> <laughs> either one. I mean, you know, contribute some way. I guess. So, right. <laughs> so your kind of iconic markets and your logo and things like that is the lighthouse, yes. right? And yeah. so tell us a little bit about the lighthouse and what you learned about the lighthouse <laughs> when you went to work there. Okay, so this is kind of interesting. So the, before we had it, it was actually Coast Guard Station. Mm-hmm. 
And then before that, um, it was a working lighthouse, and it would guide ships into the new canal, yep. like where yep. that canal is. It's, yes. kind of, it's blocked off now, obviously. Right. But, but that's where, like, the city. New Basin Park it yes. is, and, like, that is all a connection yeah. to what used to be there. Yeah, and, and so U.S. senators used to appoint families, oh. yeah, and when the husband would die, the woman would take over. So the like, yeah. So like, could you imagine like in a corset, like going up all those stairs and like, be like, mm, the light's not going on today. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, going up there today. I mean, I just, I find it interesting. I'm like, so we've had about five so, so, women running the White House. Oh, wow. Yeah. So the senator would pick a family uh-huh. and then that would be their home. Yes. And until they would die. I mean, literally until they die. Wow. I know, I know it's kind of weird, but it's really neat. That's, that would be their home. Yeah. And they raise their family. Definitely interesting. We had one, Madge Norval. Um, she actually rescued over 200 people because another thing that they would do would be like one of their responsibilities would be to track down like lost ships or yeah, yeah, people yeah. who somebody who's supposed to be yeah, coming in and, and they're not. And so, I mean, that was a responsibility. That was a family's responsibility. I think people think of lighthouses. They think of New England and like, you know, things yeah, like that. And no, then, we had a working lighthouse. I mean, it's, you know, yeah, we actually cool. have when you walk in the museum on the right, that's the original. So that's what I was going to ask you. What if people haven't been there today? What mm-hmm. you can go to the lighthouse. It's yeah, open. Yeah, it is mm-hmm. open. Um, you know, we give tours, um, you know, at, there's a Docents, yeah. I know this. <laughs> yes, yes. yes. we talked to Christy about this before. Yeah. So. And um, and so you, when you walk in, I mean, that kind of gives you the history, the background, and then it also goes into like what we're doing now, water quality and coastal issues, and, it, and you have the end of the museum tour. So you do have a gift shop. We do. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And we so have little like little gifts. Yeah. Like, little yeah. ornaments, pens. You know, um, you can find out more information there. Um, but I think we, you know, we have a lot of t-shirts, uh, mugs, you know, stuff like that. Like last minute gifts. Last minute gifts. Come do <laughs> your Christmas yeah. Come do our Christmas shopping with us. You got a big lake fan. Please uh-huh. go. Please go. So in Mary Lee, the way that y'all are funded, y'all have some grant funding and some other things, but y'all are supported by the community as well. Yes. So. And that's, that's, you know, that's, that's exactly right. We, we do have a federal grant. Um, that supports us. We have some corporate grants, you know, corporate dollars that come in, but then individual giving that's, and that's, it's tough. Like yeah. that's, that's, and what, I mean, as somebody used to who used do, to do it, this yeah, like, in a different it, capacity, right? in a political capacity, it's, I found it to be a lot harder. Yeah. Yeah. Well, cause it's a cause, right? Yeah. So you have and to so have that passion connected well, you gotta go find to those it. people that are, you know, that are passionate. And but there's different ways that you can give to, to LPPF, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you can give online, you can get, there's lots of different oh, ways, yeah. not just the gift shop, those kinds no, of things. No, of course. And, and we're, we're actually kind of, um, looking to get, we're, we're trying to find people who are passionate about coastal and water quality that maybe use the lake and having them give it a higher capacity just a thousand dollars like a year i mean it's not it's not over the top but it's something that would help us preserve our organization and preserve educating the future right and and like we said before like 16 parishes right i mean that's that's just a huge impact Mm -hmm. in that area and to think of the presence that y'all have you know and the the science that you're doing and in relevant articles you're like Pontchartrain Basin Foundation has a seat at the table when they do this oh of course yeah y'all have how many people do y'all have that even work over there 30 Eight are part time and twenty two like are full time. So not gonna lie, one time I went to see Theron in our office and I was like, Oh my god, I yeah. I work with you guys all the time. I had no idea how what that looked like. Yeah, yeah. how big and that you are. So get this, my 
my office is not even like where you went to go visit there. I know where Theron's office was. I was I'm in the White House. Like my office oh, is literally in the White House. That's neat. I'm like sitting at my desk, and then you see like, girl, this, it's cold out there today. <laughs> Trust me, it is. <laughs> you got um, that's you have neat. the Southern Yacht Club on one side of me, and then like that, I have a window there, and I can see them. Yeah, you got the picturesque office. Oh, over there. for sure, because then the other window in front of me, I've got this nice little, and it's kind of fun because. I can't see land, so it's just water. <laughs> so I'm like, wow, I feel like I'm in the middle of an ocean. Yeah, you know? Do your job, Mary Louise. Yeah, Do your job. Exactly. Well, we're up against a break, and so, but I want you to stay with me. Y'all have a big event this weekend. Yes, I love, love, love everything behind it, so we want to really talk about that, if you don't mind sticking yeah, with us. Uh, stay with us through the break. You're listening to Delta Dispatches, and we'll be right back. Welcome back to Delta Dispatches. I'm Simone Malaz with Restore Retreat, and our fourth segment means it's time for the Coastal Voice of the Week. Our Coastal Voice of the Week comes from Dana in New Orleans, close to the lakefront. She said, I support the coast because it is home for myself and for my future family. It provides food, shelter, recreation, income, culture, and community from the lakefront of New Orleans all the way down to the river by Venice. Thank you, Dana. I picked her because she lived close to the lake. Y'all might be neighbors. Your, <laughs> yeah, your lighthouse yeah. office. Uh-huh. Probably. <laughs> um, I want to welcome back to the show Mary Lee Schlesinger from Lake Pontchartrain Basin Foundation. Thank you for making the time to be here with me today. No, thanks for having um, me here. You got something to do this weekend. Yeah, we got a big event. Big event. <laughs> Just a little event. Big event. About a thousand people. There is <laughs> there's so much that I love about the idea behind Lights on the Lake. It's a celebration and a boat parade. Yeah, and it involves Christmas. Who doesn't want I mean, Christmas? yeah, ain't nothing wrong with that, right? Thanks. So let's get down to the details, Mary Lise. This Saturday, mm-hmm. December yeah. 14th. Two to eight. Two to eight. At so the New Canal Lighthouse. Early birds yes. all the way through. Does it kind of end in the boat parade? It does. Well, not um Yeah, it does. Cause, I mean, it goes till eight, but the right. boat parade actually starts at 530. At 530. Yeah. And I think it starts to get dark. Yeah. And I think that's kind of when we start selling the hot toddies, too. Oh, now that's what yeah. important information. Yes. Thank you for that, Mary Lee. <laughs> um, so, like, how does it work? You Is it all around the lighthouse? Y'all have <clears throat> activities? Like, let's talk through some of that stuff. Yeah, so we have a bunch of activities for I kids. I have little people. Can we oh, bring them? Of course. Okay. You, you're bringing Joni, too, right? Yes. Okay, Joni's little people as that's, well. Yes. <laughs> we got lots of little people. No. And, oh, kids, 12 on. Un- 12 and under are free. Good. And everybody yeah. else is just like five bucks. Five bucks. Five bucks yeah. to get in. I hope that we, you know, people would contribute more. Yes. But, you know, to get in for adults, five dollars. And you start at the lighthouse. Everything kind of yeah. Centers everything around, that? around is centered at the, the lighthouse. We're gonna have a bunch of activities. Um, they're gonna be a ghost fishing demonstration. Uh, they okay, will. Okay. Wait. What? Yeah. Ghost <laughs> ghost fishing. Do you start off by telling people what ghost fishing is? Yes. So okay. ghost fishing is one of my favorite things. So we have this program. It's called a derelict crab trap program. So um, crabbers, fishermen, usually, you know, when they go put out their crab traps, they tend to lose about twenty five percent. Oh wow. Yeah. Of of their of their traps. And that's just because of like what that's not that's not them. That's yeah. just weather and stuff. So we have a program that we go pick up derelict crab traps because if we didn't, all of the crabs that are dying. I mean, they one crab trap will because it still functions as a crab trap. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's not just because it gets 
you know, toss misplaced, misplaced yeah. doesn't mean it's not, you know, it's, it's still, you can't just turn them off from somewhere right, else. Right? right. So a derelict crab trap will probably kill about 25 crabs that would otherwise go into commerce yeah. around our country, you right. know, and our friend Dickie Brennan would tell you like <laughs> people need to crab, right? He, 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 you know, he's got his restaurants, he wants his crabs. And so that's what he's actually a very big supporter of ours. Um, but yeah, I mean, so a derelict crab trap, what will happen is you'll have, it'll start growing barnacles cause it'll mm-hmm. just be, you yeah, know, yeah. Yeah, and so sheephead fish will come along. You know, they got big old teeth, teeth and they yeah. they that they'll eat the barnacles, and they'll find itself in in a crab trap. Then a, a, a little crabs will come along, and they're like they'll prey on on a dead. You know, they'll they'll kind of eat anything. Yeah. Um, so they'll prey on that. They get stuck in there. Then they die. Then you have other, you know, turtles and other. It's, we have about nineteen species that will go into wow. like that. A crab trap will. Trap and then so you're basically just killing things for the yeah, it, yeah, it's yeah. not you don't want to do that so right. we go around we put a moratorium on the fishery for for about a month we have a bunch of volunteers we actually have one coming up in February in I think February? yeah we can have volunteers we'll, we'll have for that so that'd be that'd be a fun thing for people to come do if they're interested in that um, but yeah so we go around picking those up um, actually one of our volunteers last year told me and this is a I'm a duck hunter so. This kind of struck me. He found a live mallard oh, in, yeah. a, in a crab trap. And I was like, what? How did he just duck get found his way in there? Oh, they think they just do, right? So we y'all, y'all make this big effort because yeah, of this, right? And you exactly. take up all the, the oh, we've We've say, I mean, if we did the math, you know, we probably save close, somewhere between 80,000 and 100,000 crabs. I mean... That's, That's why Dickie Brennan's, you know, and every, I mean, sure, I'm sure Tommy Satanovich is probably thanking us too. So <laughs> for ghost fishing, you teach people how to kind of, uh, like, what's that? Yeah, so so we go around picking them up and just removing right. them. And so you could do that any time. Any, well, no, 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 no. We don't want to do that any time because. in trouble. That, but it's like, we don't, you don't want to make the fishermen mad, yeah, the crabbers yeah, yeah. mad by pick because you have to kind of know which one if it's growing right. barnacles on it then yeah. yeah it's derelict but where you're not you're supposed to before they put the, mar- the moratorium on it you're as a crabber like everybody's supposed to know go get your crab trap so that yeah, yeah, we're yeah. not picking right. them up so right. we're only picking up the ones that you see if it's if it's there it's free game right 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 and and so you're you're taking it out and you're not supposed to crab during this one month one month right right and so that's kind of maintenance. Yeah, right. exactly. Yeah. And and I hope that they're, you know, they, they should. I mean, I would think that they're appreciative that yeah, they go around because right. we would it, we it allow eventually them. leads to a healthier system. Uh, yes, and they they benefit from us or benefit from the program yeah. greatly. Well, there's my lesson in ghost fishing. Thank yeah. you, Mary Louise, for <laughs> yeah. that. So um, we'll have a demonstration for kids. Yes. It'll be fun. And But y'all are also going to have. Papa Noel, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and so Iberia Banks doing something fun. They huh? did. So they they sponsored our Papa Noel photo booth, so kids can take their picture with Papa Noel. So um, and so yeah, Santa will be out there, and he's gonna be ho ho ho. He's we got a, he's big. big and guy. y'all have a new <laughs> headlining sponsor, right? We Inbridge? do Inbridge. Yeah. So their first time sponsor for us. Really, really grateful to them. They they've done a lot for us. Um, and so they help make some of these activities possible. Yeah. 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 Uh, of course, of yeah. Y'all are gonna have food trucks. Yeah, um, fate of fate and mm-hmm. Olavash. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. <laughs> yeah, I love food. I, I love yeah, food trucks, ain't so. no, 
ain't never met a food truck that I probably wouldn't like. Yeah, so. exactly. So there's going to be things happening, and then there's an actual boat parade. Yes, the boat parade starts at five thirty. It um it goes through the canal, you know, and, and so we can we have a, we have the best viewing from the lighthouse. Oh, nice. Yeah. So that's that's so what people we have, have to like register over. their boats, or they just uh that's the Southern Yacht Club's mm-hmm. thing. So that's different from us. We're Dude. just throwing the party because we have a great viewing spot. Yeah, yeah. We figure yeah. we capitalize on it. And if people wanted to find out more information about the event, there's yeah. an easy place to go. Saveourlake.org slash lights. And we don't sell tickets in advance. Just come. Just come and bring your, you know, bring your wallet because we'll be selling hot toddies for adults. Will the gift cocoa. shop be open? Too? Yeah. Yeah. Gift shop will be open. You'll do, do tours? Your yes. We will be doing tours earlier on. And then we'll have um, a little village, too. Oh, cute. And so, like, little last minute. So, art, you know, we have a bunch of, like, artist vendors oh nice nice and little crafts so you know come get your ornaments and your last minute shopping there and I saw that there's gonna have like some singers and some dance yeah the sirens and the The hottie brass band get out I know we went all out this year I mean it's the seventh year but it's been growing so yes so thank you to Enbridge for being a headlining sponsor and thank you Iberia Bank that's gonna be so cute to have the photo booth too so so that wraps up the end of the year for you right then, yeah. But it sounds like with already you were talking about a couple of things in the spring with the crab track and then yeah, removal. Well, we, we also have a um, spring sweep. Well, yeah. We have spring sweep. Um, that will be coming up probably in around April. We don't have a date for it just yet. we got to set it down. But our next big event volunteer-wise will be January 29th. We'll be doing a tree plant. Oh, nice. I haven't done one yet, but Yay. I'm very excited to do it because, I mean, we're going to be out there in the swamp, but I'm, yeah. I'm very excited to be. People. Maybe you'll hope for one of those uh, 76 degree days. And yeah, not, not, I mean, not 46 know, degrees. Norris, that is but, true. I mean, I'm hoping it's not going to be 100 degrees in January, but <laughs> yeah, you never, you never know. You never know. Okay, Mary Lee, one more time where they can find out on the website where they have more information. Yeah, saveourlake.org slash lights or call my office and ask for me. My number is 504-836-2215. Again, it's 504-836-2215. Okay, so you're not going to get away just like Alicia. It's fun question (laughs) time, but it's the same questions, okay? Mary Lee's Christmas tree? Christmas tree. Yeah, we did it last night. Real or fake? Oh, of course it's real. Um, Like little Charlie Brown tree, big tree. Uh, eight. We wanted to. Oh, eight. That's pretty we, sick. We tried to get the twelve foot tree, and then we were just thinking about climbing it up. Like we we're trying to haul it up two flights of stairs, and it just no, <laughs> nope, like, didn't, nope. happen. It didn't happen. <laughs> All right. Uh, white lights, colored lights, white lights. Ah, yeah. garland ribbon, none, no garland on the mantles, right? Uh-huh. But like not on the tree. Ah, an important question. I need to get back with Alicia on ornaments. All the same or different? All different. And I have <gasps> antlers on my tree. Antlers, <laughs> yeah. And antlers. I, because I have, you're like, yeah. are you a deer hunter? Too, I'm a deer hunter, like, right? Oh. So I have like little bitty antlers like all around my tree. I think they're cute. They're sparkly. Mm. <laughs> Mary Elise has a taxidermy tree. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, that's awesome, Mary Louise. Yeah, they're oh. sparkly. <laughs> you put sparkles on them. So I, I don't even know. I'm asking this. Antlers on the top of the tree? Yeah. Or like, no, they're just like hanging. They're like little ornaments okay. like any other ornament. So star, angel, what angel, we work with at the top. Angel, and my angel lights up. 
She's oh. like, yeah, she's got two little white. Like she's she's beautiful. She she's a little plug in. She's great. <laughs> so final question: presents under the tree all wrapped exactly the same. Or? Weirdly enough, I did that this morning mm. before I left. I like I put them all, and they're all well. They are all the same right now yeah. because they're all the same gift that I gave to people. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm lazy, like because uh, <laughs> she shopped at the gift shop right next yeah, door to exactly. her office. That's exactly right. Just so you know, Mary Lisa's friends. That's what you'll be getting. <laughs> Mary Lisa is an absolute pleasure to have you on the show i can't wait to see you on saturday the malazai and the text will be rolling out that way we're looking forward to it so um thank you again for being on the show thank you for another great delta dispatches we'll be back very soon with a brand new episode until then have a great weekend